0: Hi, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here. Glad you guys could join us, however you choose to do that. If you're doing that through C19 TV, we appreciate it. If you are uh, watching the stream, that is at C19.tv. And if you're listening to the podcast, that's through WG, WG.org. Uh, I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out with uh, with some guy who likes to uh, claim my name as well, Thomas Manning. Uh, he's, he just he couldn't think of anything original. So he decided to go uh, go for mine. Thomas, good to see you, man.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of like J.J. Abrams in that sense, but. <laughs> well, Thomas, we I'm appreciate. I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. Worries. That was mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. I appreciate you being here. Uh, and hey, a friend from my past, and I wore this jacket just for him. Uh, John Heath is the first guy that I ever remember getting to spend time with back when I was a teenager or a a young adult talking movies. John was the first person I remember that actually got movies because he worked at a movie theater uh, because nobody else would hire him. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so so John, I'm so glad to have you man back. Now, now John, if you want to know my background, John's got a lot of stories about me. uh, And Thomas, I think has a few questions relating to that. And, uh, And John is a big fan of wrestling. And so uh, on today's show, we're going to spend some time talking about wrestling-themed films or wrestlers who went on to be in films. And uh, that's why I'm wearing my jacket today, John. I wore this just for you. What do you think, man?
2: I think that you would do Bobby the Brain. he in very
1: proud.
0: Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, John, it's good to see you, man. Really good to see you.
1: Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Thomas. Hey, yeah. Great to meet you finally.
0: So, uh, so, John, you, you have had this kind of love for film for a long time. And, and, you know, back when we first met, you know, you were talking about movies and, and other people would look at you and go, what is this guy talking about? What, what is he talking about? So, so what is it about film that, that engaged you and, and why has it continued to engage you?
2: Well, I'll tell you that when we moved back to Goldsboro for being retired, we lived literally a stone's throw from two theaters. And by luck, happens, the next door neighbors all worked at the movie (laughs) theater. So they were all getting me in free. And so that's where I would spend every waking moment because I could just get in everything. So I saw pretty much anything you could watch that wasn't rated R because, you know, even then, I couldn't get into r radio when I was a little
0: kid. <laughs> what, that I mean, was, was that because of your height, or was that because?
1: <laughs> no, if it was because of my height, I still couldn't get it. <laughs> I was about to make the same comment, but yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. appreciate yeah. the support. <laughs> yep.
2: I, so you know, I saw stuff like uh, all the president's men, and you know, things that a child should not be watching. <laughs> right. But and I didn't, you know, I probably understood like maybe one-fourth of it, but, you know, it really opened my mind to different things and different filmmakers and stuff like that, and then later on, you know, I started working in theaters when I was in ninth grade, and later on, I managed one for about 20 years, and it became less about watching and enjoying the movies, and I'll tell you that I got as much enjoyment out of showing a good movie as I ever did watching a good movie, and so now I'm at the point now where I've disengaged from showing movies, and I can enjoy that whole experience again where I just go, and I can just relax. Nobody comes to tell me that the popcorn machine (laughs) is broken. Uh, Nobody's going to Yes, exactly. The reel's
0: reels messed up. The light bulb is burned out. All of that stuff.
2: No, because, you know, even when we were in town with competing theaters, if I went to a competing theater and something went wrong, they would come get me. (laughs) Really? Really? yeah. Yeah. So so now it's like I can go and just kind of just kind of sink in that chair and eat my milk duds and drink my horribly bad for me soda and be relaxed. But I've always loved the movies and I watch everything. And, you know, even even now, you know, you've got so many options. you got the streaming options and the you know, I'm sure there's DVDs rolling around still somewhere. <laughs> but there is nothing like going to that theater and throwing down your. Twenty million dollars for that bag of popcorn
0: and sitting watching that in front of the big screen.
2: Yeah, and, and I don't Tom- think there ever
0: will be. Yeah, and Thomas, you feel the same way about missing that experience, oh, don't yeah. you?
1: Yeah, like obviously over the past two months, we've had that that staple in our lives just completely ripped at, away from us, and it's unfortunate. But um, and of course, we have the battle between studios and theaters over rights to certain films. Of course, we had the Trolls World Tour controversy couple weeks ago and then amc claiming they're not going to show any more universal films it's just really crazy to think how this time is going to have a ripple effect on the rest of theatrical history that we're always going to look back to this one moment and uh i'll be very interested to see how it plays out but i'm just hoping that we can finally get back to that that theatrical like mystical experience at some point oh me too definitely
0: And, and and you know it's um, you know by the time this show that by the time this show will air, you know we may have been sliding into theaters, but it's going to be a while I think before we have that grand scale sold out theaters that we are used to on that opening weekend, and and I miss that I really miss that
2: I miss showing it and I miss being in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, during the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, what are some of the films that you have? found yourself going back to uh, maybe for comfort or maybe even some new things that you you found that maybe you had not. Oh my gosh. The,
2: the, the biggest thing that I finally got to watch during COVID is Jojo Rabbit. Yes. yes. And I am so into Jojo Rabbit. I've been telling everybody you know it's hard to explain you know because on the surface you know it's just and you know my friends and I watched it together. And it, they they kind of got confused about halfway through. They thought it was a comedy, and then it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. You know, I said, I said, well, how can you really make it a comedy during that situation? You know?
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, but I loved it, and and literally I would watch that two or three more times before the COVID stuff is over.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, that such is a, the,
2: literally the highlight of my movie. That's the highlight of my movie year almost. Yeah. Ended with Endgame, this.
0: and then Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, such a uh, yeah, such a brilliant film. Thomas and I, when we saw it, we just could not believe what we were seeing because it was such a different film and the subject matter. You you just that's not the kind of subject matter you would take on in that way, and they found a way to do it. And and uh, we're going to show a picture. We got a picture with the director me and Thomas. Uh, we got to have some fun times with him at the Critics Choice Awards uh, back in January before all this happened. And and Thomas. He's gonna write my story. If anybody ever writes my story, oh, he's like definitely. the third choice. Uh, Ron Howard's number one. Steven Spielberg will be number two. And and then we'd go with Waikiki. because uh, I What's just it like say? Him to how him?
2: do you say it? I call him Takiwaki. <laughs> the-
1: <laughs> what do you call him? It's Takiwaki.
2: That's not it. That's not even close. No.
1: <laughs> Thomas, say it, man. Taiko Waititi.
2: <laughs> you, you gotta
1: say I was close, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, okay i'll give it to you i'll give you a pass since you're a since you're a guest we'll give it to you oh thank you
0: so so, takiwaki i like that man all right john so um you so you grew up watching all types of films and working the theaters you got to explore all types would you say that there's a particular um filmmaker you're drawn to or a genre that speaks to you more than others or is it just kind of wide open depending on your mood well
2: depending on my mood But I'll tell you that for a while, I was really into this kind of these guy movies that were disguised as girl movies, (laughs) like uh, High Fidelity. Okay. High Fidelity movie, outwardly, about a a guy, a single guy. But really, when you get into it, it's about relationships. Right. Which is kind of a girl sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Brothers of McMullen,
2: stuff like that. Um, You know, there's tons of those around. I was really into that. Now, as just a normal patron customer in my secret identity, (laughs) I'm all about some Marvel movies. I could watch me a Marvel movie any day or night, any subject. I don't care. You slap the Marvel logo on it and it's made by Marvel. I'm in there.
0: All right, Thomas, dive in with some Marvel questions because you are a huge, huge Marvel fan. You grew up watching these Marvel films and you've been a part of that cinematic experience. Really, you know, since Iron Man, and uh, it's been a part of you. So, yeah. so uh, dive in with some questions for John as it relates to Marvel than any others you might have.
1: All right. So, of course, we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which kind of dominates the uh, Marvel Studios uh, kind of language that we've had develop over the past decade. But uh, were you a fan of the uh, X-Men Fox Studios films and also the uh, toby Maguire Spider-Man films? How's you feel about those?
2: Uh, the first toby Maguire Spider-Man, I showed and i had a great time i thought it was an awesome movie and you know it was one of those things where you know um your dad probably remembers but like up until like the late 70s people who ran theaters were kind of like showmen and so when you went to the theater you just didn't see a movie you would have people in costumes you would have stuff going on and so like i had a dude dressed like spider-man i had a guy making spider-man balloons and so that was like a big experience for the kids and I love that movie. Sam Raimi did a really good job. to be where I made a great uh, Peter Parker before they messed it up. <laughs> but uh, as a matter of record, aside from like those Fantastic Four, the first two, not the last ones,
0: yeah.
2: Um, really, I don't like anything that's Marvel that's not made by Marvel. Right. Okay. Those, those X-Men, they fought the army. But normal people fight the army. Come on, guys.
0: so the villains the villains weren't quite good enough for you
2: right bad enough if they had made x-men 4 i think my grandmother was going to
0: (laughs) be yeah and i think i met your grandmother so but she would would probably put up a pretty good fight man (laughs) oh
2: depends on what you did with her
1: (laughs) thomas what else have you got for
0: mr john heath
1: well, so what do you think it is about Marvel Studios and the MCU that they've been able to take that separates them from, like, the uh, Fox X-Men movies?
2: I'll tell you the truth, Thomas. They're not afraid of the source material. Um, and, you know, even with uh, Warner Brothers in D.C., those guys, are they all rush to change what they've developed. There's a reason why Marvel has been in business since the early 60s. Uh, You know, there's a reason why people like me started out reading comics when we were like five and now we're in our 40s and we still go to see these movies. You know, you've got to trust that material and those, and the the last few Spider-Man movies, the last few Fantastic Four movies, all those X-Men movies, they just did not trust that material. All those DCU, uh, really dark Superman, Batmans, they just did not trust the material. It's like they don't have confidence in themselves, so they kind of lose their way. Which, not to say that, you know, they don't have good parts about them, but they don't really fit the comic book genre.
0: Now, did you appreciate the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan's take? I appreciated
2: them for movies. I didn't really appreciate them for Batman,
0: so. Okay. Okay, well, now, is it also because of Source, or what, what was the reason for that one?
2: I don't know. Something about the way he treated everything just did. What? And it was a little bit, you know, like even though you know that Heath Ledger did an awesome job as a Joker, it was just a step too far. For me. Just like the Jared Leto Joker is a step too far. For me. Well, I can't of, speak on the River Phoenix Joker because I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I knew that was a step too far for me.
0: Okay. So for you, and so for you, a lot of times for now movies, because you're not showing them you choose what you will and won't go see and what what you will and want. and so you knew that river phoenix's joker was way too much for you and you just didn't want any part of it
2: yeah i just you know you vote with your wallet
0: yeah you know yeah.
2: you support the product that you think you'd enjoy and all my friends love that joker movie and i bet you if i sat down and watched it i would probably enjoy it too but who knows yes. We'll never
0: find out. Well, Thomas and I both have our take on it. And uh, while we thought that uh, River Phoenix, uh, sorry, thank you, Joaquin Phoenix, while we thought that Joaquin was amazing and that he did uh, incredible work, the film was just so, so dark and it was difficult to watch. I mean, it was really difficult to watch. Not as difficult as watching the human centipede, um, but it was. I have not
2: seen that, thank you.
0: <laughs> it was, but it was still difficult to watch. I think I messed Thomas up right there, didn't I, man?
1: Well, I've never <laughs> seen the human centipede, but uh, a, a documentary watched last we'll night over talked over about the shit. human centipede. And <laughs> just like five minutes of coverage and commentary on the movie. I was about ready to pass out and just <laughs> turn off the movie right then and there. But unfortunately, I had to keep watching the movie because I was reviewing it for. Uh, well, for Douglas Davidson over Elements of Madness. So, so Douglas, shout out to you for giving me a movie that's going to scar me for life.
0: All right, John, we're going to take a, a quick intermission. Uh, John Heath is our guest right here on Meet Me, the Movies, uh, Thomas Manning as well. I'm Noel T. Manning II. We appreciate you spending time with us right here on C19 TV, or if you're listening to the podcast, that is through WGWG.org. Uh, after the intermission, we're going to come back and dive into a hot topic. Uh, something that John knows a lot about because he, uh, if he had not been a movie, um, if he if he had not been a uh, a movie showman, if he had not been a movie manager for 20 years, he would have been a wrestler and a dang good one. I, I know actually have a
2: big one. reveal for you after the Ooh. break.
0: Alright, hang around for the uh, intermission. Come back for more of uh, Act 2, uh, Meet Me in the Movies, right after this break. They're
1: gonna put me in the movies They're gonna big star out of me. Chef Paul Prudhomme once said,
2: you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi, I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen.
0: Do you like to work with your hands, build, make something work, show, I've done this, turn your interest into a career? Construction trades at Cleveland Community College can give you the skills you need. Well-trained electricians are in high demand. CCC delivers hands-on training both in and outside the classroom. We have an apprenticeship program that gives students paid on-the-job training in addition to their hands-on experience on-campus classes. CCC makes it simple for students to get ahead whether they want single courses, certificates, diplomas, or associate degrees. Now the question is, Are you ready to start your journey today? They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II with Thomas Manning and special guest John Heath, a guy that knows a thing or two about movies and wrestling and a few other thing or twos about something. I don't really know what those other things may be. But – john good to have you man so good to catch up with you uh john and i spent a yeah. uh, good good amount of time together back in rosewood north carolina goldsboro north carolina and uh back in the days when uh john was a uh, struggling musician no you were you were wanting to be a struggling musician and uh working in movie struggling <laughs> struggling <laughs> and uh at that time i was working at camelot music and it became camelot music and movies and it was during the 80s, and it was a time when the VHS players were – I remember when the first ones were sold and they cost like $700. It was crazy. And we were selling them and people were buying them. But we had a video store in the back of the music store. And uh, John and I were, were friends during that time, and we had a good core group of friends, uh, John. Uh, John and there was uh, Chuck Millard, and there was uh, Needham Park, and there was Chuck Carroll, and, and who Many. else? Who? who uh, what? Many. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't believe can't leave out many love. We, we just had so much fun watching movies together. And, and you've got uh, Thomas, I think you had a question about my childhood or my uh, teen years for, for John, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So I was wondering if there's any specific stories that come to mind regarding your time together watching movies or back in, I don't know, how long was it, like 50 years ago or so that (laughs) y'all would hang out? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm a lot younger than your
1: father. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Um, only 45 (laughs) years ago, yeah. Yes.
2: Well, so uh, when he worked over at Camelon, they converted into that half a video store every night. You know, they got free rentals. So every night, Noel would pick us all out a movie, and all six of us would traipse across the road to my house. And literally, my bedroom was pretty much the size of a phone booth. <laughs> and so these six and semi-grown men and women would shove ourselves into this phone booth-sized room and watch a movie. And usually, Noel would pick the absolute worst movie in the entire world. And so not only would it be hot, and stuffy but we would just roll with laughter because the movies were so terrible if if there was a terrible movie the other thing i remember about your dad that i would like to tell everybody he really liked the New Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. The only person I've ever seen. It has nothing to do with mo- uh, uh, movies, but somebody's got to know that in case something happens.
0: <laughs> yep, I actually, I've still, still played the CD of the New Monkeys. Love those guys. They're not, they're nothing like the original. I'll be honest with you, they're nothing like the original, but still. They're okay. If they had a different name, I would still have listened to them. So thanks for calling me. I'd like too if they had got
2: a different name. That's right. <laughs> well,
0: good. well, good. Well, yeah. I think part of the 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 reason why I would choose the bad movies is I think that was the plan. We were like, okay, what's the worst movie? And and I, I think we we had a rule that you had to stay and watch it. You had to Until watch it. You had to watch it. To the very all.
2: end, <laughs> yeah. nobody left. And and you know, really even though we were watching a movie it was more about the time we all spent together it was. yeah you know and you can't you can't buy memories like no.
0: that no you can't and it was that was so much fun and uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to relive that i wish i wish i could think of what some of those movies were but some of them were pretty bad and uh, they most, oh, of them, most of them most
2: them. Um, i remember a couple of them were like those World war two propaganda movies <laughs> Where they would tell you not to pick up bombs, (laughs) not to drink from open liquor bottles you found
0: inside abandoned farmhouses. All things
2: I've done, Thomas, by the
0: way. Okay. Well, Well, I'll probably
1: have to at some point. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Well, that that is a good segue for the last uh, five or six minutes of the show. Uh, Wrestling is something that can cause a lot of damage to people's brains and other parts of their bodies, just like bombs and uh, open alcohol can so uh john Heath, you are a lover of of many things wrestling you have been for a very very long time probably pretty much your whole life uh so let's dive in with a hot topic this week and the hot topic this week is exploring favorite favorite films that star former wrestlers or favorite films about wrestling so john dive in and uh, and thomas and i might have a one or two to throw in as well
2: okay well first of all let me say that i'm not going to say the godfather (laughs) <laughs> Even though the guy who played Luca Brasi was a wrestler. Oh,
0: very good. Very but good. But I've
2: never seen The Godfather. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd get that look. That's oh, weird. man. Um, I, any any list of wrestling movies has to start out with Rocky Three, Hulk Hogan, Thunderlips. You know, yes. Sylvester Stallone really paid close attention and really had the wrestling thing going. Um, That's a good one. That's Princess- a good one. Yeah, Princess Bride, Andre the Giant. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. You know,
2: he was at the very tail end of his wrestling career. He could barely move, but, you know, he, he really gave a, a good performance, a good, sweet performance, as a matter of fact.
0: All right, so uh, Rocky 3, Princess Bride, what else is on your list?
2: Uh, you know, Central Intelligence, starring uh, uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. It's a it's a, a buddy movie. You've seen it done a thousand times. The two guys they don't get along, then they get along. It's real funny, and really the reason I picked this movie is because me and my father went to see it in the theater, and I've never seen a human being laugh harder in a movie than my dad at this movie. Wow, wow! And, and he just and he just he just from the minute it came on, he was just on the floor.
0: And I think that's the thing about movies. It's it's not just the experience we have, but it's the experience we can have with others. Yes. Uh, that provide that as well. And, you know, you were talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Thomas has enjoyed quite a few films from Dwayne the Rock Johnson as well. You want to throw out one of your favorite uh, uh, rock movies, Thomas?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, we'll go with uh, San Andreas from 2015. Oh, yeah. A disaster, earthquake, tsunami, everything else, everything other natural disaster you can think of, kind of combining into one off of California. And, of course, Dwayne Johnson is right there in the thick of it as always. And uh, it's just, it's an extremely dumb movie, but in the most satisfying way possible. And I just love The Rock's interaction with any other actor or actress that's ever on screen with him. Right. And uh, so he's just so extremely charismatic. And uh, so, yeah, San Andreas, I could pick probably at least five or six more of his, but we'll go with that one.
0: Yeah, he is, totally agree, man. Yeah, he has become a, a true movie star. You know he's not a, a an Oscar-winning actor, but he is a movie star, and you can't take your eyes off of him when he's on screen. Uh, a, a, a good double feature, Thomas, with San Andreas would be Skyscraper from 2018. I'm a sucker for disaster films, and it just so happens he's been in a few of those. Uh, Rampage, I'm going to stay I'm not going to talk about a whole lot, even though I did watch it. But uh, but Skyscraper, there was something about that that took me back to watching the Towering Inferno back when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, Dwayne Rock Johnson is pretty, pretty amazing on screen, and he's just fun. He's just fun to watch. Uh, so what else is on your list, John?
2: Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, going back to Marvel, Dave Bautista. Uh, You know, uh, it's mostly Marvel, but, you know, these are characters I had very little use for, and they made me care about them. It, it really worked out well, and, you know, I didn't expect to enjoy that movie, but I loved it.
0: I think you're with so many others. I mean, Thomas and I were the same way when we first heard that they were going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy. We we're like, "What?" But then the trailers really sold me off the bat. I'm like, "Okay, yeah. they're going to have fun with this," and uh, and Dave and his interaction with everybody was just hilarious. And uh, the uh, you know the closing credit scenes where you've got uh, you've got baby groups dancing, you know. I mean, there's there's no dialogue. But just um, just Dave's interaction was just amazing, and I just yeah. I love him. I love him. And for
2: being his first movie, aside from like a couple of bit parts, just a really good job.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then he went on to do uh, show up in Blade Runner, uh, the last Blade Runner film as well. And, and, so,
2: and he's got that new spy movie coming out. That's his right. old movie.
0: Right, which was the, the spy movie was delayed because of, uh, oh, of COVID-19. It? Yeah, so okay. it's, uh, it's still going to be out at some point. Thomas, anything else that you want to talk about uh, from a wrestling standpoint?
1: Uh, I'll throw in a fighting with my family just from last year, uh, mostly due to Florence Pugh's performance in the lead role. I think this was based on a true story from what I understand, and The Rock actually had a bit of a cameo in it, and he produced the film. Uh, and It was directed by Stephen Merchant. It was in Jojo Rabbit, of course. Uh, But this is just an extremely heartwarming story about this family of misfits who find a place that they do fit. And um, just Florence Pugh is one of our best actresses that we have of this generation. And uh, she just got to show off a different side of her skill set that I haven't seen before. And uh, so, yeah, fighting with my family, flew under the radar, but I definitely recommend it for anybody that hasn't seen it.
0: All right, so uh, any others that you want to make sure you mention? Uh, we, are, oh. we are right about out of time, but I want to give you a chance.
1: Oh, well, the, the
2: last one is only The One and Only, Henry Winkler, 1978. Um, it's, it's you know, it's kind of about wrestling and kind of not. Carl uh, Reiner, everybody should check it out. It's, it's a really quirky little uh, sweet comedy.
0: And what's the name of it?
2: The One and Only.
0: The One and Only, yeah. That, there, you know, I made my list of things that I thought John would say, and, and honestly – you only said like one of them, so I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. We we got like a part two. Oh, I have series. a whole
2: bunch more.
0: <laughs> well, John Heath, our guest right here, will meet me at the movies. Uh, years and years of research and watching films, because he got paid to do it. And uh, John, we're so glad you're here. Uh, thanks for your friendship over the years. And uh, if I ever had anybody writing a comedy about my life, you would be the, would be the comic writer, because you were one of the funniest people I've ever had a pleasure to, to know. Well,
2: I always like to come where people talk nice about me, <laughs> which kind of narrows the field down to here, and my grandparents house.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Thomas, thanks for being here as well. Thomas, you have any final questions for John, this is your last chance.
1: Well, we got to bring you back sometime, John, because I think you're one of the best guests we've ever had on the show. Oh, um, yeah. So, <laughs> well, John, thanks, man. Are you hitting and
2: getting that bar low, Thomas, is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> well, you, you can. That's open to interpretation. So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, thank you, Thomas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we do appreciate you for tuning in, spending time with us right here on Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II for Thomas Manning, and for John Heath. Uh, right here on c19 tv streaming at c19.tv and uh, the podcast is available through wgwg.org we ask you all to stay safe out there be careful and i'll leave you with a uh, movie quote of the week and i'm cheating just a little bit this is actually from a tv show but i think it fits um because i love uh i love andy griffith and i love music so this is Briscoe darlin and his quote said if you have time to breathe you have time for music So until next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II for Meet Me the Movies, and for this week, that's a wrap.